10, 9, ignition sequence start, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The Treehouse of Liberty podcast is hosted by Jason Fornwald and comes to you from the bright red corner of the bright blue state of Maryland. What's happening this week, gang? Welcome back in. Thank you so much for joining me once again. This is the Treehouse of Liberty podcast, and I am your host, Jason Fornwalt. And we are going to get right to it this week. I don't know why I always say that. We're going to get right to it this week. We always get right to it this week. I try to get in and get out, give you guys about a half an hour of hard-hitting news and information and commentary and all that good stuff and let you go on with your day. I know your time is precious. I appreciate the fact that you give me a little bit of it, and I try not to make that too much. You know, try to entertain you a little bit, maybe inform you some as well, and uh, let you get on to rocking and rolling with your lives also. Um, What's on the agenda for today? How about some death and destruction? Man, we got dead terrorists all over the place. We've got the death of a political career, (laughs) by all appearances. Um, You know, we're going to get into some serious carnage, and we're going to have a good time with it. But first and foremost, there is a very important funeral going on right now, and I want to take you there live. Ladies and gentlemen, the funeral of the presidential aspirations of Robert Francis Beto O'Rourke. Ladies and gentlemen, we are gathered here today to remember the end of the presidential aspirations of one Robert Beto Francis O'Rourke. He did follow the Barack Obama method, being a complete unknown who had never accomplished anything. He even pretended to be a person of color. He got free town halls from CNN and was handed all the positive media coverage in the world. And somehow, some way, he managed to fall flat on his face. On some level, this is really disappointing. I had hoped to see him go door-to-door on live national TV, taking people's guns away. Well, I guess I was looking forward to him going door. He probably wouldn't have made it to the second one. And so, Beto, as today's loser on the Treehouse of Liberty is right... We invite you to go dee-do-dee-do-dee-do-dee-do-dee-do away. Ladies and gentlemen, let's have a nice big hand for Beto. He certainly tried really hard. And of course, nobody leaves the Treehouse of Liberty empty-handed. So Beto, we're sending you out with this lovely parting gift, a Daewoo boombox. Daewoo, the leading manufacturer of junkyard cars and shitty stereos since 1971. So everybody that listened to the show last week heard me talk about Adam Schiff and the impeachment inquiry process and what a travesty and complete affront to our democracy and our republic that it is, that all of these things had been happening behind closed doors. Two days after I posted that episode, Democrats decided it would be a good idea to vote to make this process more public. And I really didn't know I had that much more pool than Sean Hannity and Rush Limbaugh and Mark Levin and 
everybody else, but apparently I do because, you know, as soon as I posted that, all of a sudden they're starting to change things. Um, there are coincidences, I suppose, and this is probably one of those, but I thought it was interesting that, you know, it, as soon as I started to talk about these things, then we start to see them happen. And if nothing else, at least I feel like I have my thumb on the pulse of what's going on in D.C. and an understanding of how things are going to develop and how they should develop. Um, and those two things are not the same all the time, obviously. While I'm excited that we are making some progress in terms of being able to um, have some access to this process and starting to approach something closer to, even if it's one small step closer to, sorry, Neil Armstrong, um, making this the public affair that it should be, it's a step, I suppose. Um, I was disappointed when I started doing research for this uh, segment of the show to find out that really all this vote does is authorize Adam Schiff to do what he's been doing already. It formalizes him as the King Swami Chief Grand Poobah Exalted Master of this entire process. All of those titles, of course, violating the Emoluments Clause, but we don't care about that because it's Democrats. Um, but it really does give him kind of an unprecedented level of power in terms of what we have seen in our Congress before. It's completely unprecedented, as a matter of fact. Like I said, it gives him all the authority. It makes the Intelligence Committee the committee investigating this situation. Traditionally, that power has fallen to the Judiciary Committee, which obviously makes a lot more sense because this is much more of a judiciary process than it is an intelligence process. But if they allowed members of the Judiciary Committee into these hearings, um, that would include guys like Jim Jordan, who have been the greatest thorn in the side of Democrats and the greatest spokespeople for um, our way of life and our Constitution during this entire process. It allows Adam Schiff to choose the witnesses, and it requires Republicans to submit names and <laughs> written detailed reasons for asking uh, Adam Schiff um, to be able to call their own witnesses. Um, in other words, um, a Republican wants to call person X. A Republican then has to write down person X's name, write down how person X is affiliated with the case, write down why person X would be a valuable person to have testify in front of the committee, and then he submits that to Adam Schiff, who says that person X is not allowed to testify. It doesn't change anything. You know, this, this, it's a shit show. There's nothing else you can call this. And I, I try to keep my language pretty clean on the show because I have a lot of respect for you guys, and I know not everybody likes that kind of stuff, but sometimes you just get to the point where <sighs> flowery language and, and language that's used in polite company just doesn't cover the situation. And this is certainly one of those cases. It also allows Adam Schiff to choose what testimony and what transcripts are released publicly. In other words, if there would be something that would exonerate the president that's testified to before the committee, Adam Schiff has all the right and all the power in the world to be able to say, you know what, eh, I don't think we're going to share that with the American people. 
Likewise, if you have people that have information that would be damning of the president, then Adam Schiff is the one that gets to decide that, yeah, you know what, I, I think in the interest of public awareness and, you know, saving our republic, then we need to get all this information out there that we possibly can. So what's going to happen? Is this guy that's been entrusted with all of this power, this guy who told us that he had seen evidence that President Trump colluded with Russia, and he still hasn't produced that, by the way, mainly because it doesn't exist, you know, this is the person, this liar, this hypocrite, this cheat, this thief, is going to be the person whose opinion we depend on 100% to find out what's going on in this case. And it's, it's just a disgrace. It makes me sad. I'm not even angry. I'm sad. That this is what this country's come to. You don't have a republic without an informed populace that is capable of selecting their representatives based on that information. And this is this is old Soviet Union style crap. This is Adolf Hitler style crap. And you think I'm exaggerating. We're losing this country. We're 100% losing this country. And there's been too damn many Americans that have fought to preserve our Constitution, that have fought to preserve our way of life, who have fought to preserve the way we do things, to disrespect them in this way. And like I said... You know, they're, they're excluding the main Republican challengers in this case. The people that are stepping up and telling the truth, in other words. Because everything to this point has been a complete and total fabrication. The Russia investigation started with a false dossier that Hillary Clinton purchased from a foreign intelligence agent. That foreign intelligence agent acquired that from two Russian foreign intelligence agents. And he probably paid them. So Hillary Clinton directly led to Russian interference in our election. And these Democrats don't care. They are the enemies of the state. There's no other way to put it. They're not political opponents anymore. They're, they're way beyond that. You know, there were the days that we had Reagan Democrats. You know, we could reach across the aisle and work with those people. They'd reach across and work with us. Those days are gone. Those days are dead. The official position of the Democrat Party is to remove a duly elected president of the United States at all costs. And they don't intend to do that with any truth. It's all fabrication. How in the hell do we stand by and watch this? How in the hell has the average American citizen not taken over the Capitol building at this point? How have we not physically thrown them out of office? Because that's what they deserve. That's what enemies of the United States Constitution deserve. That's what those of us who have taken the oath to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, are required to do. Required.
And I don't think I can, <laughs> I'm sure you hear it in my voice, I can't adequately explain how angry I am about this situation. I said I wasn't angry, I was sad. I'm both. I'm pissed off. I am more angry about this than I have ever been about any political situation in my entire life. I'm 45 years old. That shouldn't be the case. But I, I have never seen to this point domestic enemies of the United States Constitution. And there are elected representatives. It's like how everybody within the sound of my voice and within the sound of any reasonable voice anywhere isn't furious. Is completely beyond me. These Democrats don't want you to know the truth, ladies and gentlemen. They don't want you to know anything resembling the truth. They're scared of you. And they should be. They know that you understand how this country is supposed to run. They understand that you have a respect for the founding documents of the greatest nation in the history of this planet. And God help them if you decide to protect the Constitution of the United States against those domestic enemies. But they can't let you know the truth. They can't let you know that unemployment's at the lowest level since 1969, back when Neil Armstrong was every, on every black and white TV on the planet, taking his one small step. They can't let you know that black, Hispanic, Asian, female, youth, and disabled unemployment right now is at the lowest in the history of this nation. All those groups that they claim to care about, all those groups they claim to support, all of them are experiencing record prosperity under Donald John Trump. All of them. I never thought I'd see the day that we could get through a debate for the office of president of the United States and not say the word economy at all. At all. It's happened twice with this Democrat group. The word economy isn't even spoken in a two-hour debate. They know the truth, ladies and gentlemen, and so do you. They talk about what's actually going on right now. Their party's done. Forever it's done. So I don't know if you guys can tell that this stuff gets under my skin or not. Uh, maybe I'll have to work a little bit harder to make that more abundantly clear. But um, it, it really does. It, it, it just... I get so upset about it because I care so much. That was the whole reason for starting this podcast is because I care so much. You know, you got blowhards on both sides of the aisle, you know. This is the way things should be. This is what we ought to do. These guys are idiots. These guys are morons. You know, it's like, are they trying to get ratings? You know, are they trying to line their own pocketbooks? 
I don't care to make a dime off this podcast, to be perfectly honest with you. I don't care if I have a million people listening or one person listening. I care. And hopefully my voice reaches a couple of other people that care. And the other thing that drives me nuts that's been going on it's been going on longer than the Trump presidency, but it's been especially obvious since then, is the hypocrisy of the left. Democrats accused Trump, of course, of colluding with Russia. They brought Mueller in and his 19 Democrat lawyers, one of whom cried on stage with Hillary Clinton the night she lost the election. And all these partisan biased people found no evidence whatsoever of any American colluding with Russia, not just Trump, not just the campaign, not just his transition team, no American. Donald Trump did not collude with Russia. That is a definitive, proven fact. It is not up for debate. Even from Democrats, it's not up for debate. They can try. I mean, Schiff still talks about it all the time, but he hasn't presented that evidence that he said he had because it doesn't exist. But Trump didn't collude with Russia. Meanwhile, I, I just talked about it earlier. Hillary Clinton pays Christopher Steele, British intelligence agent, to create a false dossier against President Donald Trump. Steele worked with two Russian agents to help him compile it. Hillary Clinton directly paid for Russian influence in our election. She thought the dossier would be the complete undoing of Donald Trump, and it was totally false. Andrew McCabe, deputy FBI director at the time, said without the dossier, there's no FISA warrant. That's pretty damning. Because the dossier has been proven to be fake. Christopher Steele, the composer, the compriser, the author of that dossier, doesn't stand behind it. How in the hell could James Comey and Andrew McCabe and anybody else that's attached their signature to that FISA complaint, how can they stand behind it when the guy that put it together doesn't? Ridiculous. Trump didn't collude with Russia. Hillary did. Democrats are after Trump. Really? Really? Let's look at Ukraine. Joe Biden is on tape saying that he talked to Ukrainian authorities and he told them that either they fired the prosecutor that was going after his son or they didn't get the billion dollars in aid he was taking over there. And he even said, well, son of a bitch, she got fired. It's a straight-up confession to a quid pro quo, which is not a crime. But Democrats are trying to make it into one. If you want to do that, start right frickin' there. Start right there. Finish right there, too. Because that's as far as it goes. As soon as the allegation against Trump came up about Ukraine, 
he puts the transcript of the phone call out there. There's no quid pro quo there. Biden admits to one. Democrats go after Trump. It's like, is this stuff starting to click yet? It's like the Democrats are trying to cover their tracks by accusing the president of things they're actually doing. But what do I know, right? Then they turn around and they tell us, well, you shouldn't judge anybody on sex or race or creed or religious belief or hair color or eye color or what kind of clothes they wear or anything else. Fine. Totally on board. I have no issue with that. I think that's a great way to live your life. Judge people as the individuals they are, not as any part of a, a specific group. No issue. I'll reach across the aisle. Let's start on that right now. Let's make sure that happens. But then they tell me I'm a privileged white male. And I don't understand how everything goes for everybody else. I don't understand what it's like to be a black man. I don't understand what it's like to be a woman. I don't understand what it's like to be Hispanic. You're right. I don't. They don't understand what it's like to be me either. I'd like to have had a life of privilege. Believe me. I haven't. I'm blessed. Don't misunderstand that. I've got a mother and father that are still great. I grew up in a nice middle class home. But I've also been raked through the coals. I went through a brutal divorce where I lost everything, including the right to see my children. I've lived in cars at times. I've lived in homeless shelters at other times. And I'm not ashamed to say that because I picked myself up, I dusted my ass off, and I got back to freaking work. But, in their eyes, I'm a privileged white male. It's like, so you tell me not to judge, and I don't. Like I said, I believe people that are individuals treat them as such. I know great people in dirt bags of every possible background. But it's, don't tell me to judge and then turn around in the next breath and judge me. You don't know me. You don't know who I am. You don't know what I'm about. You don't know what I've been through. I know. Shut up, privileged white male. I get it. I do. Black lives matter. Again, totally agree. Every human life matters. Black Lives Matter shows up when there's an issue with a white cop. Which 99% of the time turns out not to have been an issue at all. Turns out to have been a justified shoot. Turns out somebody else was being a meathead. A lot of people still don't know that Mike Brown was shot because he was trying to steal Officer Wilson's weapon. That he wasn't walking away and shot in the back. That's our media for you. Black Lives Matter. Again, totally on board. But they don't just matter when there's a white cop involved. African Americans make up approximately 13% of our population. 
they commit over 50% of our homicides. Now, yes, that's looking at things as a group, which is also what Black Lives Matter does. 13%, 50% of our homicides. A black male age 18 to 39 is most likely to be killed by another black male aged 18 to 39. A white male age 18 to 39 most likely to be killed by a black male age 18 to 39. You want to talk about race? I'll talk about race. I don't have any problem with that. But we're going to talk about it openly. We're going to talk about it honestly. And we're not going to shout people down as racist if the facts are inconvenient. And in that case, they are. I don't like it necessarily, but they are. I mean, it's everything. You get into global warming. I'm sorry. Can't say global warming anymore. We've got to hedge our bet. Climate change. Why is it these people flying around in their own private jets lecturing us on climate change? The little guy that's recycling, separating his trash, turning the lights off, donating money to groups that protect the earth, giving our own time to clean up our environment, whether it's at home, whether it's on a beach somewhere, wherever it is, giving our time the most precious commodity that we have. Human existence is so very limited. I mean, our lives aren't even a blank on this planet. This planet is six million years old. If I'm lucky, I'll be here for 80. I've been pretty hard on myself, so if I make 80, that'll be a minor miracle in itself. But... We don't exist that long. We're here a flash and we're gone. To give our time to anything is precious. And it demonstrates that it matters to us. We do that. The little guy does that. We take care of our environment. We clean up our neighborhoods. We separate our trash. Try to minimize the trash that we're putting out. How are we always the enemy? How are we always the bad guy? And not these jackasses flying around in the country, not doing a damn thing except providing extra pollution because they're taking a plane that they didn't have to. How are they going to come lecture us? Are you kidding me? You have no right. You have absolutely no right. But the biggest, the biggest piece of liberal hypocrisy in this day and age is their claim that they want free and fair elections. I don't know that there is a bigger pile of crap in this world than when a modern American Democrat says they want free and fair elections. We had one. We stunned you in the most colossal political upset in the history of this planet. 
we decided a free and fair election. And once we did that, you've done nothing but try to overturn it. Donald Trump hadn't even been inaugurated yet when the first calls for impeachment came out. There was no chance. There was no chance. As soon as the results of that free and fair election didn't go the way they wanted them to go, they wanted him out. They're still trying to get him out. And ladies and gentlemen, I hope and I pray that you will stand beside me and we will stand beside each other and ensure for the sake of our republic and for the country that our kids will inherit, we don't allow them to overturn a free and fair election. Please, please don't let it happen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to put to bed another episode of the Treehouse of Liberty podcast. Thank you so much for being here and for listening. And like I said earlier, human existence is so short, so brief. Um, we really have to be careful with and, and considerate of the way we spend our time. And so the fact that you would give me about a half an hour every week just means the world to me. It really does. There's so many other things you can be doing, so many other ways you can be spending your time. Even if you listen driving home in your car after work, there's something else you could be listening to. And so the fact that you tune in here really does mean a great deal to me, and I appreciate each of you more than I can possibly say. So like I said, let's put a pretty little bow on this one. Um, you guys know that I like your input. If you would like to share your comments and your thoughts, please, please do that. I love hearing from you guys. There's a couple of ways to do that. You can reach me on Twitter. We are Treehouse of Liberty Podcast, and it's at Treehouse1776, at Treehouse1776. We also have a Facebook page, which oddly enough is also Treehouse of Liberty Podcast. You can hit me up there. And you can also use my personal Facebook page, which is Jason Fornwalt. My last name is F as in Frank, O-R-N as in Nancy, W-A-L-T as in Tom. Would love to hear from you any way you would choose to do that. Again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being with me. I'll look forward to talking with you next time. Until then, take care.